Buckle up, everyone, and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, show where two rugby league tragics are talking everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. And I am the chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. It's Tuesday, you know what that means. We've got another episode of Carpool Rugby League coming your way. It's Origin Week, Griffo. Of course, we've got the big state of Origin 2 preview. There's NRL still to come this week, and um, yeah, very exciting plan to talk about this week. Very exciting indeed. Um, you know, so exciting. We've been warming up, uh, not stretching, <laughs> maybe stretching the vocal cords a bit. We've been doing some of our best work, and then it wasn't recorded, so we're ready to go. <laughs> Uh, it's like the big warm-up before the game. The players are out there for half an hour. Um, and then we're preparing like that now, too. Yeah. So we're ready to go. Yeah, that, that just shows the two fans that love talking rugby league. We we get on here and we, we start talking. We get about 15 minutes in and we go, geez, we better record some of this. And some of you can probably even hear through the audio. We were too busy chatting about the origin of that excited that you can probably hear me clicking away because I didn't have the music cued and there's a bit of a delay, but... It just it just shows that um, you know the the key thing to talk about this week is the rugby league. We're that excited. We can't believe you know one of the things we were saying off air, Griffith. We can't believe it's round seventeen. We're going into um, we're at Origin two. Um, a lot happening around State of Origin. Um, stay tuned with us. We've got our State of Origin preview. We're going to break down the game. We're going to talk about where we think it might be won or lost. Uh, but before we do that, I might just. Uh, Remind the listeners of what's been happening in the NRL competition over the last week because we did have a, a round last week. And um, last week we saw wins to the Cowboys, Roosters, Eels, Storm and Sharks. Uh, buys to the Broncos, Dolphins, St. George, Illawarra, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Titans and Warriors. And out of the weekend's footy, we always have um, you know, a positive thing to look at and it's usually the highlight of the week in Griffo's grab. All right, well, <clears throat> the grab, of course, is something that grabbed my eye. Now, I don't have to actually like it. Um, <laughs> I've never actually had anyone grab my eye physically. Um, I dare say that will be a bit painful. Um, but uh, I was, my eye was sort of grabbed in a painful way. Uh, it was last, uh, well, I think it was... Friday night, it was Friday the 16th. Um, and that was uh, uh, the young Cowboys fullback who I really uh think is he's a class player. Um, Scott Drinkwater, um, it was a very close game all the way. Penrith did seem to have the ascendancy at one stage, certainly in the first half. They went in at half time at 20 points to 12 up. Um, they didn't score a second half try. They were hanging in there. Well, but I always had the feeling that the Cowboys, with their uh, regular seven, six, and one, uh, particularly the one in Drinkwater and the six in Dearden, and they were probably the two guys that did most damage, as well as their uh, <clears throat> their on-field general and, and Chad Townsend. I always thought the Cowboys did have the advantage 
in that sense compared to the Panthers who were without um, Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary in those key positions as well as uh, Isaiah Yo, who plays a key role. But um, we got to, uh, you know, we got to 80, well, in the 80 minutes, we saw two field goals in the last couple of minutes um, as the Cowboys initially went ahead 23-22. Uh, the Panthers, with just a little over a minute on the clock, were able to get the ball back from the kickoff, uh, courtesy of Thomas Jenkins knocking it back, um, and they, they picked up uh, the uh, the ball. I think there was a charge down on the first uh, Jack Cogger attempt, but they got another one, and he, and he put it over. Cogger, i, I got to say, he had a good game, uh, as did number six, Jamin Salmon, who quite possibly had his best game for the club. Um, so, you know, credit to those guys, uh, six and seven. Um, we saw uh, after the, uh, I think it was at the 80-minute mark before that, uh, Cal felt kicking for goal from about the 50-meter line. Not uh, not dead straight, though. And then it was a shocker. Uh, but it could have been game mm. over right there. Um, yeah. But uh, the ball went... Uh, uh, you know, up and down the field, both teams uh, had their chances. Both teams uh, made some mistakes in in uh, in that period after the 80 minutes. Unfortunately, um, got to close to the 89th minute when uh, Tyrone Peach had spilt the ball. Um, at that stage, it probably looked as though it was going to be a draw. Um, there wasn't a lot of time, and Penrith were sort of deepish in their own territory. Unfortunately, he, you know, he coughed up the ball, and um, it wasn't. I don't think it was the last tackle, but they were running out of time. The Cowboys. Uh, it was going to go to Townsend. It was going to go to Deard. It ended up with uh, Drinkwater, and Drinkwater, rather than go and drop goal, uh, he sort of went across the field. Um, I was going to watch another highlight, so I couldn't remember how many Panthers he beat, but it was a uh, he beat quite a few. Um, and end up winning the match. And, and, and it obviously would have been man of the match. He was having a good game before that as well. But he was, along with Deard, and they were the two danger guys for the Panthers. And it turned out um, that uh, it was Drinkwater who won him the game. Brilliant play from him. Um, you know, you, you'd probably be, uh, if, if you're being harsh, maybe you can say maybe the Penrith defenders probably should have done a better job because uh, he beat a whole stack of them. Um, I did hear him, or I think interviewed, and, and he talked about the fact that in a, in a match a few years ago, in a similar situation, um, he went across field, and uh, I think we said uh, Peach, he might not have been playing for the Panthers, but Peach just sort of followed him across um, and uh, sort of kept going, and, and then the tackle was made on all this time. He sort of dummied and, and held on to the ball, and, uh, and yeah, he learnt from... Uh, an experience a few years ago um good to keep that sort of thing in your memory bank if you if you're young you, you do remember <laughs> stuff more so than uh, when you get a bit older but uh what what uh, will be remembered uh is that the cowboys got the uh, the two points um and i'm not going to say they didn't deserve it because they got it um both teams i think you know i think it is fair to say that a point each would have would have been fair. No one would have complained about that. But uh, 
you know, you got to play right down to the end of that 90th minute and and congratulations, Scott Drinkwater, on on being a match winner, literally. Um, mm. So well done him. Yeah, he's, like, we, we talk about him often as one of those carpool rugby league favourites and, you know, we, we think that he deserves, you know, all the praise he gets plus some and it's, yeah, uh, he is just a real quality player, isn't he? He's... Is one of those players that you know we've talked about a lot on the podcast, but I, d- I don't know if he gets enough credit for um you know for, for for what he does. So you know from the the Cowboys side of things, they're a bit of a hard one to pick at the moment. I think Griffo because um they they had some players out too. Remember last week if we looked at the um if we looked at the game, it was hard. I think you know I think that I tipped the Cowboys and the. I, I basically said because they've got their, you know, that, that spine that you talked about, you know, yeah. some of those key players in there. I know it's hard to, to, to take because they've got origin players there, but the Cowboys are one of those teams we've talked a lot about. Where do you where do you see them at the moment? Because on the ladder, they're coming 13th. So, look, technically as it stands, they're two points out of the eight. Are you starting to feel that the Cowboys... Yeah, because the seven and eight is their record. They've, you know, they still lost more games yeah. than that. You know, than they've won. Where, where, how do you see them? Do you feel as though they're a team that's building and that they're, you know, keep one eye on them as we we head to the finals as a top eight contender? Yeah, the, the fact that they're only a, <clears throat> one win out of the eight at the moment, um, and it, look, anyone real realistically, I think bar the last three teams. Uh, on 12, 12, and 10, respectively. I, I think any any team uh, will believe they can make the eight, uh, given the closeness of the competition. Um, the Cowboys have, have got the roster to uh, to be successful. Uh, I'm just looking uh, at the ladder, and, and they've got a 6-2 and two home record and a 1-6 and six away record. So mm. um, on the road, they're, they're not quite so good. Um, but... Uh, you know, this game was in Townsville. Uh, yes, you're quite right, Graham. They did have a number of players out uh, on rep duty, but I think uh, I think Penrith's outs had a, a more profound um, than the Cowboys. And and from when we discussed the game last week, Moses Liotta, uh, who's been Penrith's most damaging forward uh, this year. He also missed the game. We didn't know that um, when we were discussing the game last week. Uh, uh, his he, the birth of his mm. uh, third child. So, you know, Cowboys, can they make the eight? Of course they can. Um, will they? Well, that's another thing. Yeah. Um, they they're minus sixty one, um, and a lot of that obviously comes down to the the absolute humiliation at the hands of the West Tigers. Um, they got to do something about the minus 61. But again, if you keep winning games, you take the, uh, you take the differential out of play. Um, Para is currently in eighth position on 18. And then you've got Titans, Dolphins, Roosters on 18, Manly 17, uh, Cowboys 16. Um, the Knights are 15, but I, I can't see them making the eight. Um, I guess theoretically anyone uh, can, but uh, 
I, I don't think power are going to drop out of the eight again. Um, uh, they started with that horror four four losses in a row. Since that time, they're, they're eight wins, three losses. So yeah, uh, they've won quite a few on the bounce. Um, I can't see the, the Cowboys uh, taking Parrot out. The Raiders are there on 20. They're, they've had a good year overall. You've talked about the fact that their draw is favorable, but with the Raiders, um, they can potentially beat both sides but they can also be beaten by by any side as well uh the warriors again i would normally say i'd, I'd expect them to drop out but the way that there's different warriors this year mm. so they, they might be good enough to to hang in there the sharks we talked about um you know they they put in a, a dreadful performance two weeks ago and they bounced back as expected and they uh, they just savaged the bulldogs as we expected the Sharks will make the eight because they'll beat all the bottom sides. But when the when the uh, finals start, I think the Sharks will be straight out the back door again. The top four sides are going nowhere. The Broncos, the Panthers, the Storm, the Rabbitohs. For mine, That's while cool. on points, you know, pretty much any team can make the eight. I'd be very surprised um, if Power drop out. <clears throat> if they're in eighth, uh, I think they'll yeah. continue their winning ways. Uh, the Warriors, you know, they're a question mark, but they're a different team this year. I think the Raiders might be the team to make way. Um, I do believe the Sharks will win enough games. They seem to have another good draw this year. Um, them and the Raiders are not Channel 9 favourites. Therefore, <laughs> they don't seem to play the top teams all that much. Um, and consequently... Uh, their ladder position, you know, can uh, can be higher than, than what we might think it should be. Um, but, yeah, that's just me. What do I know? Like, I tipped one out of five last week, so... <laughs> I think we all um, did pretty hungry yeah. on the tips I think week. I think I've got a better comprehension of, of who, who's going to hang around in the eight than I do of uh, being able to tip uh, on a weekly... Bit. I don't, you know, you know, each game by game, but... Uh, yeah, I, I do think uh, the Cowboys can make it. I think the Roosters can make it. I don't yeah. think the Dolphins can. The Titans, I'd have to really look at their draw. But they're they're getting there. They've had three buys. They're on eighteen points and they've had three buys, so they've actually lost more games than they've won. Um, I don't expect the Titans will be there. Manly, I think they're going to be similar. Um, they can be great one week and oh. awful the next. They're a hard team to tip. They either win yeah. by 30 or lose by 30. You know what I mean? They're, fun. they're, I they're hard they, like that. I thought they could beat Parramatta last week and they were yeah, an so embarrassment. Yeah. But I chose Paras on the up. But look, what, I think what it shows us is this is one of the closest competitions. And I feel like we say this most years, but really, this year really is. It's a very, very tight competition. And I think it's going to be... You know, usually after the origin period, we we start to talk about putting a line through teams. Um, you know, obviously there's a few teams that we'd be willing to put through the pencil through at the moment, but a lot of teams in contention here. I th- I, th- I think you're right. I think I think that top four, like Brisbane, Penrith, Storm, South, not necessarily in that order, but I think that the teams below them would have to do something exceptional, and one of those teams would have to have a really bad trot for that four to change. Um, but it's not unrealistic. I mean, 
you know, the, the, the teams are hanging in there. We've got to get through this origin period. And that's probably the main thing we want to talk about this week is the state of origin. We know we've got this massive game coming up uh, tomorrow night. So by the time this podcast drops, uh, you're either listening to this really late on Tuesday or uh, early on Wednesday if you're organized. Um, and if you're listening to this Thursday, <laughs> a lot of our comments are probably going to become redundant because we'll probably... Uh, you know, have have some things that have proven us wrong, or hopefully there might be some things that have proven us right. But I think the real story around this game um, is is clearly the New South Wales Blues having to to just about do the unthinkable, and that is go to Queensland, win game two, and force a game three in Sydney. Um, I saw today that there was um, uh, some some comments from Brad Fittler. Uh, you know, in, in regards to press conferences, talking about it. it was a lot of general stuff. Like he talked about having a, um, you know, good week in training as they, they normally say they do. Um, you know, saying the conditions were favourable. Um, he he talked about and highlighted a need for consistent effort. Um, he said in first game there were there were moments where the team sort of relaxed, took their foot off the pedal. He highlighted these lapses as an issues. Um. He, he mentioned, though, that the team do have good fitness levels. He didn't say that, um, you know, there was any, any major issues with, um, with fitness. He talked about Cameron Murray and Liam Martin being on track to play. Um, he basically pointed out that there's a lot of motivation, but there was a lot of mistakes in that game one. There's no excuses. They've got to re, you know basically address those uh, those mistakes. Uh, and he's just looking at making sure that they don't underestimate the, the competition and ensure that that high intensity is there and that they remain focused on the task. Now, all of that pretty much just sounds to me like Griffo, a, a coach that's giving general information, it's sort of your generic stuff that you'd expect the coach to say. But in reality, um, this is a massive game and... You know, Brad Fittler, he's not going to come out and say this, but many are, you know, this, this, this is basically the game that I'd suggest uh, is going to dictate whether he he coaches the Blues going forward. Not only are they looking for a, um, a series win, but um, I, I think more than the series is on the line here, I think a coaching career is on the line as well. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be worried about the coaching career. Um, uh, what he's worried about is, is winning the game. Um, winning the series because it's not like uh, you know if, if he's not the New South Wales coach there's not uh, there's not food on the table he's got you know he's got media career um, he, he does it because he loves it um, and he loves New South Wales rugby league and he you know when he didn't get the job when it came up previously um he got heavily involved in the pathways and, and going around the state and, and getting New South Wales people to follow the blues. Um, one thing that used to really, uh, I was going to swear, um, annoy me was when uh, you'd see people who were born and bred in New South Wales and, and they follow Queensland in state of origin. And it's, I, don't, I don't get that. Um, but it was, it was not uncommon, but you don't really, I don't, you don't see that now. Um, you know, the New South Wales people now do get behind their team as they should. Um, 
and, and uh, you know, that comes back to to guys like Freddie who <clears throat> who get out there in the community and and uh, and you know, particularly in uh, in rural areas with these uh, hogs and you know, homeless or whatever it is. But um, just just getting getting behind this team is what everyone from New South Wales got to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so the focus is is not about a job. It's about no. It's about winning a game of rugby league that most people now don't expect the Blues can do, um, given the the guys are missing. And 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 to be fair, Queensland got a couple of injuries, mm. but the Queensland injuries are not to to what you call key players. Um, Nathan Cleary out. Moses in. I think Moses is a really good player. I, I rate him as the second best half in the NRL. Um, in saying that, Daily Cherry Evans is, he, you have to say he's probably the, the best state of origin half uh, in the country at the moment uh, on performance. Uh, he's pretty consistent at, at origin level. Um, he, uh, yeah, so. DCE's been there plenty of times. He's got a lot of experience at this level. Mitch Moses, it's only his second game. His club form's been fantastic. If you can reproduce that, I think New South Wales can win the game. Um, so, and obviously, I'm, I'm always going to tip New South Wales. I'll never, mm. I'll never tip Queensland, even though I'm usually wrong. The record shows that Queensland have got... Um, have always been ahead on the overall record. They've never been behind. I think at some stage there, New South Wales got level and then uh, it fell off a cliff for the Blues with that eight in a row, that domination over more than a decade where New South Wales only got one series win uh, and New South Wales a long way behind because even though it was thought when Freddie first started and we might have won two in a row, that was going to be a you know, a bit of an era of Blues dominance. It hasn't turned out that way. And, and New South Wales um, lost last year the series. Go up to... Uh, they've never gone to Brisbane in a second game and uh, taken out the series. They have gone to Brisbane and won a second game, but then not been able to, to go on and win the series. So the, these guys have, have got in front of them. History can be created, and that's an incentive. It's not something, oh, can't be done. It's... Well, we can achieve something here that no one's ever done before for New South Wales, and they'll be uh, they'll be up there doing their best. Um, I think they can win, but what they are coming up against is a really strong uh, Maroon team, um, as we saw in Game One, where New South Wales were expected to win. Um, Queensland, in the first ten minutes, dominated and scored points. And in the last 10 minutes, even though they were down a man, they still dominated in that last 10 minutes, scored two tries and went on to win the game. The Blues were good in the middle, um, but just didn't put the points on when it was needed. So that's, uh, that's something that's got to turn around. Um, and I think, I think Moses, uh, you know, one of his ancestors led the, uh, was it the Israelites? <laughs> he led them. You know, Across the Red Sea. Yeah, the he's got a part. Started. 
Rather he's parting got, the Red Sea, we need to part the Maroon defence. You know, he's, he's uh, and, you know, he had, uh, I don't know if it was Moses, but one of those guys, might have been Abraham, had as many descendants as the stars in the sky. Well, maybe uh, maybe Moses' uh, original was one of those, and Moses, uh, the of the Mitchell variety, is, is hopefully he's going to be one of the stars tomorrow night. Um, parked in the Brisbane River, uh, lead in the, uh, the Blues, along that river that just the waters uh, disappear and uh, into the promised land. And, and that promised land will be back into New South Wales, back down to a core stadium on the 12th of July, where I've got my tickets to hopefully be watching the Blues create history. There it is. There it is. Now, one thing we talked about, you mentioned that they're not at full strength the New South Wales Blues. Uh, last week when we did our preview, it was prior to the official word that Latrell Mitchell was out of the game. Uh, Stephen Crichton coming in. So, look, realistically, there are a lot of players out for this New South Wales side. I mentioned earlier that um, yeah, they're expecting no issues with Martin and Murray. Um, they're all good to play uh, from the sounds things. I mean, we, we talked about it in Game 1. It's a, it's, a, it's a massive blow for the New South Wales Blues having um, Latrell Mitchell not there. Um, Stephen Crichton, although he, he came in and did do a good job uh so it's not the ideal team that we're we're looking at we we mentioned last week uh a lot of the changes and the players coming in um new south wales are down on troops uh, i mentioned brad fitler you know talking a lot about the um you know just the the general things obviously he was his comments in the media would be what you'd expect uh well, similar things from billy slater um he talked to the media today he focused on the game. He basically said, "Look, the the most crucial thing that's going to happen this week is the game tomorrow night. So we're you know we're preparing, but everything's about that." He also talked a lot about the importance of having contingency plans in Origin, where you know there's the importance of having the backup plans being adaptable. You know they lost wingers in the first game, the back rowers in the first game, having players that can slot in, which is also something we talked about a little bit last week. If New South Wales did have an injury or so and so in the back line, um, be interested to see how they cover it. So obviously Billy Slater for Queensland, highlighting that. Um, but he also went on. I'll just you know paraphrase a lot of this. He talked about ignoring some of the external factors that are happening. Uh, he actually feels that his team's improved from that first game. Um, he's big player on. Uh, he's a big talker of playing to strengths. Uh, he also downplayed the atmosphere, which is definitely something that. Um, has been a big talking point this week, Griffo. The fact that it will be, you know, I mean, Queensland, state of origin, hostile, hostile environment, Brisbane, they always talk about the crowd atmosphere um, and the importance there. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd imagine that would be a tough thing. I know we don't really understand from a, a player's point of view, but what are your thoughts on that? Is it, is it one of those things, do you think the actual what makes the home ground advantage? Is it the piece of turf you're playing on? Or is it more so the hostile environment, the atmosphere created by the Queensland crowd that's going to make it difficult for New South Wales? Um, these guys play at uh, Suncorp regularly. It's not like they're not used to the ground. I mean, some of the Queenslanders... Maybe I'm more used to the ground, but um, 
It's a home ground for the Broncos. Uh, there are a few Broncos in the Queensland team. There's some, you know, New South Wales have got plenty of players that have played a lot of football at at, at uh, Suncorp. Um, it's it's different, obviously, to um, other places, but I don't think you know I don't I don't think it's that different that you can't win there. History shows that you know the New South Wales don't win there all that often. Um, but uh, you know I think I don't know. It's every crowd is is hostile. If it's not your crowd, um, it's not like the old Lang Park where the New South Wales guys were having cans of beer thrown at them, and um, you don't get that sort of thing. You don't, you know, you're not physically under threat um, in that way. Queensland, you know, rise when they play at home. There's it, no doubt. Yeah. But um, you know that, that can inspire the opposition as well. It's, again, it's it's it comes down to the fact that these guys have the opportunity to create history. Um, they go in as underdogs, which is very rare for a Blues team, but that, that's not a bad thing. Um, I don't think once you're out in the field, uh, the prices the book is put up mean anything. But uh, I just think that maybe it's just that little bit of extra motivation. Um, they know where they went wrong uh, in game one, um, particularly at the end of the game there where the commitment to make a tackle wasn't as much as it needed and uh, very much highlighted uh, right after the game, in fact, by Andrew Johns uh, with the last try to, uh, I think it was Monster that might have scored, whoever it was that scored, it was set up by Lindsay Collins. Yeah. Uh, and all the players went to Collins, who jumped over the top of Tedesco. The, the problem, well, one of the problems cited by Andrew Johns was the fact that uh, the Blues players did not rush back. Um, they were just sort of ball-watching while all the Queenslanders were coming through, and um, yeah, that won't happen again. So uh, I think you know we will see more. I think they've got to just hit Monster. They can't let him run. Um don't worry about Dummy. Just take him. If he passes, he passes. But uh, and, and I know that's easy to say, but but Monster is along with Reese Walsh, and yeah, they're the two main dangers. Harry Grant, obviously off the bench, is is brilliant. But um, the guys that'll be out there for eighty minutes are Reese Walsh, Cameron Monster, and they've got to really smash those guys. Um, just give them no room whatsoever. And uh, they've got the guys to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, Monster, he is uh, the man who must be contained for the Blues to win this game. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's all on in less than 24 hours. Yeah, I think I think you make a good point there with the intensity. I think we were calling it in the first game for a little bit more speed off the line, a little bit more cohesion, a little bit more pressure on the... Um, on the key players. And it'll be interesting to see how New South Wales go about trying to control the game. And um, one one key area of their, um, I suppose their team is one way to put it, that, that's going to be very different is around that hooking role. 
Just wondering now that we've had a, a week under our belt after the the teams have been announced, there's been a lot of talk, and I think we briefly touted it last week. Just wondering your thoughts this week on how the two hookers are going to be used with um, Robson and both uh, Cook in the, the team. Are you expecting Robson to, to maybe start and, um, you know, just hold that middle so that then Cook can come on when the Queenslanders get a bit more tired? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Robson will be there for the uh, softening up period. It's not really like it used to be in the old days, but it's still that very intense at the beginning of the game. Uh, He's had five stinks by twenty minutes in the yeah. old days. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's a it's a different intensity. It's still painful when when guys are absolutely smashing you. Um, back in those days, you didn't have the gang tackles consistently like like they do now um robson will weather the storm and uh as ben hunt does for the maroons and we'll talk about him a bit later um uh but then yeah look i think it's it sets it up then to to bring when damien cook on when things uh you know there's a bit of fatigue out there and he's got incredible speed out of dummy half and um rather than him getting juiced uh, early by making a lot of tackles, have him fresh. Um, Robson uh, does the hard yakka, and then hopefully Cook comes on and and uh, can use his speed to, to either score or, or set up uh, tries for the Blues because that was the problem. that They just didn't get, could get enough points in game one. Uh, yeah, I think that's how it'll pan out. I'll also be surprised if... Uh, if we don't see uh, Liam Martin start the game. Yeah. Um, I did hear an interview with him this afternoon. Um, he talked about the fact that he's expecting to, to be on the bench. Um, that's how it panned out last time. It, it may be that way, but uh, it's good there looking at the 15 and 16, see Cameron Murray and, and Liam Martin as two blokes that can in, get injected into the game yeah. for New South Wales. Um, I, I like Maury coming off the bench. Um, again, he, he that will give him more energy to use in attack. We know he's a great defender. Um, but the more minutes he can play, uh, where, again, he's, he's not as fatigued, the better for the Blues. And uh, last year in, in, uh, in Game 3, of course, for the second time, we saw him knocked out of, uh, of a, a state-of-origin game early. And in both times that's happened, New South Wales lost. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't mind Cam Murray coming off the bench. Um, Martin off the bench was New South Wales' best player last time. Um, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does come off the bench. And, and Hudson Young and Tyson Frizzell just absolutely repinned um, early on. Uh, we didn't see the best of Hudson Young. Uh, I'm glad he's got another opportunity because he's he's a talented guy, um, and I, I think he'll uh, he'll rise in this game. Frizzell was good in game one. Um, Baolo starting this time with Payne Haas. They're going to try and get dominance in the middle, um, and if they can, then, then that's going to allow the the guys like Mitchell Moses, Damian Cook. Um, to get on the front foot and uh, hopefully uh, we see a little bit more attacking flair 
and the ball getting a bit wider. Um, maybe Teddy uh, not getting up there as much uh, in the line, but uh, mm. just being uh, less possessions, but more effective possessions, I would like yeah. to see from from Teddy. He actually came out after that first game and said he overplayed his hand. Um, he, you know, he, I think he was just trying, I think it's just one of those things, just trying to do so much and it sort of takes away from that, that role. So, you know, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see how the halves control that because you'd want to see, you know, the likes of Luai running the ball a fair bit. Um, and, and also too, really, I mean, you, you talked about how New South Wales is going to use their bench in that rotation. I think they've got to work a lot harder in that middle. Um, the the metres that New South Wales make are going to be crucial to putting them on the front foot. And I also think that that first, first part, you want to actually try and have a bit of a grind there back and forward. You'd love it if it's nil all when you know those interchanges of, of Murray and Martin are happening and they're coming on. Uh, so, you know, New South Wales has their work cut out for them. I mean, Billy, Billy Slater himself, he's also had to um, force some changes to the side that won in Adelaide. Um, Gilbert, Cobo, and Jai Arrow were the players who are, who are out. Um, so, you know, Nanai, he'll be in the back row. Um, Fodawaka, he's been out of the side. I think he played in 2021 from memory. Um, and then Xavier Coates coming in. So three players, you know, coming in, they've got some origin experience. Um, Ruben Cotter starting, which is uh, obviously good for him, but they'll they'll be pretty confident themselves that they can uh, get that balance right in the forward pack as well because, you know, we mentioned Lindsay Collins as Big Tino there for feeder, Nanai Carrigan. Um, they're... they're They've got a really strong forward pack as, as well here, and you know with, you know with the likes of Cotter, Fodawaker also there, Flegler, um, their their forward rotation is going to be very very strong. I think it's going to be very difficult to win that middle for New South Wales given the the players they still have on deck, even though they have those injuries. No, it will be, but you just have to do it. Like, um. Uh, Colt's coming in. Uh, he's he's a, an aerial specialist, but Cobble's just—I think he's just as good in the air. I think Cobble's a better player. I think Colt's has got mistakes in him, and I think uh, I think he'd definitely be targeted by the Blues. Um, there's no doubt he he is superior in the air to either whoever he marks up on, whether it's Toto or, or Josh Adam Carr, but. Um, there's some other deficiencies in his game that hopefully can be exploited. Cobble, before he got injured in game one, he scored two tries and, and he was obviously very good. Uh, I see that as a plus for the Blues. Um, you mentioned Arrow and Gilbert. The, the, Gilbert didn't see too much game time, but he's he's been outstanding this year for the Dolphins. He's a loss. Um, Nanai offers uh, more attack than, than either of those two guys but again I think the other two guys are a little bit more reliable defensively and less likely to make a mistake so again Nanai scores a lot of tries in the air as well so um, that's going to be a big threat the Blues are going to have to dominate territory to to nullify uh, that aerial threat that'll be coming 
their way if uh, Queensland can dominate field position. It's, it's going to open the uh, the door there for more potential tries. Um, Mo Farawake is a really good guy uh, to, to bring in. Um, he's been in good form for the Titans. Uh, interesting that, that there's four, uh, sorry, three Titans forwards in, in the Queensland side and, and mm-hmm. in a team that's been uh, not necessarily uh, great, particularly in defence. Um, there's, there's, uh, there's three Titans there in the forwards. All of them are great players, though, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's it's a strong Queensland pack. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's any stronger on paper than, than the Blues. Probably mm. say they're more explosive uh, with the likes of Fifita and Nanai. There's, there's um, potentially more individual brilliance, uh, more likely perhaps just to create a, a line break out of, out of nothing. But... Uh, we have to see how they go. Yeah, it's all we can do. And um, look, I'll, one one other question on the Queensland team. Um, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but given the circumstances this week, I have to ask it. Um, ben Hunt, do we think that the current situation, I suppose we'll call it, with Ben Hunt is going to impact at all? For those who haven't heard, there's been basically talks that um, he's looking for his release, even... Um, you know, reports that he's willing to buy out the rest of his contract so that he can he can uh, be released from the club. I'd imagine a player like Ben Hunt, you know, once he's on the field, he's on the field. I, I don't think this would have an impact. What are your thoughts on the situation? Do you think there's much in, influence there when it comes I hope to origin? It does. I don't think it will. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah, let's hope he's worried about his uh yeah. his contract he's, he's and not, all this sort of stuff. He's not asking for a release from his uh, Queensland Maroon. No. Uh, Team. Definitely um, not. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to have any real impact on on the way he plays. He's he's thirty three, thirty four years old. He's he's not a rookie. Um, he's an experienced campaigner. Uh, he's been you know through the highs and the lows um, uh, in rugby league. I don't think he's ever won a premiership, and that's uh, apparently one of the reasons why he wants to leave doesn't think he can win it but um, the, the teams that he's been touted to go to the, the Titans they're not winning a premiership anytime soon I don't think and the other one's the Bulldogs Dogs, and, uh, yeah. I don't think they're winning a premiership and you're like he's th- if he was 24 I'd say yeah but uh, he's only got probably two or three years left maximum mm. um, he should be going to the Broncos or or the Rabbitohs, or, or the Panthers, if he wants to win a premiership. Uh, I just think he wants to get out of the joint. He's not happy there. But to be to be honest, um, I, I'd support the Dragons if they dug their heels in and say, well, you signed a contract. You knew yeah, there was room, a strong, yeah. strong possibility that Griffin wasn't going to be there. He tried to get a clause in his contract to say if Griffin goes that he could go and then the Dragons they haven't always made the right decisions but they did there in uh, in not allowing that he's the captain of the club he's uh, I believe the most highly paid player in the club um, I don't have a lot of sympathy for him uh, to be honest um, 
he wants an immediate release. Well, why should they give it to him? Uh, unless they're getting massive uh, compensation. You mentioned uh, he was willing to, to pay out his contract. Well, he offered to pay 150000 Now, 150000 is is a lot of money to you and me. Mm. But when you're on, like, what's he on, eight fifty? It was one point something million. So money you don't expect is, is a big issue for Ben Hunt. Um, and, and if he goes to another club, they're going to be, I don't think, paying less than what he's on at the moment. So the 150 I think he'll cope with, just reduce his tax bill a bit. But um, <laughs> if I was the drag, I'd say, well, really, if you're serious, we, we'll, we'll know half a mil, half a mil. Or, you know, we want we want a transfer fee from the club you go to, club. a player. And that transfer yeah. fee, part of the salary cap, X, Y, Z, you know. Yeah, but no, they, they want a transfer of also. So if you'd say it was the Gold Coast, say, okay, Titans, we'll let him go, but we want AJ Brimson. Yeah, give us Brimson and, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And and, that, and that's the situation you find yourself in too. I'm very interested too with the club's, you know, I know we're going off on a bit of a tangent here, but you know, there's going to be a club there. There always is one. Someone's going to pay top dollar for a 33-year-old. And I think the only thing that might go in his favor is that there aren't a lot of halfbacks on the market. The only other halfback that sort of put his hand up there and saying that, you know, he's switching clubs is Luke Brooks. So it's not as though there's a, a lot of you know, halves out there. I, yeah, it's a very interesting one also too, given his age. But um, look, I, I expect him to have a, have a key role in this Queensland team on the, um, on the field tomorrow night. All right, let's pick the score. I did put one in. Um, what did you have? I, I, I did actually see that. Check. You did share that earlier today. I think I had... I usually go with a 24-18. That's usually my go-to score. Um, I got 24-18 New South Wales. That's more heart than head. Um, you know, if I was betting my house on it, I don't know if I'd go with the Blues. I, I really think that it's going to be a... 24-16. Uh, it'll be, a, it'll be a massive effort. And a memorable... It'll be a very famous win if the Blues get up tomorrow night. I'm not expecting it, but I'm hoping for it. We've got similar scores, Graham. Uh, we've gone 24-18. I've gone 24-16. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Um, I probably think Queensland will win the game. If, you know, if, I, if I'm impartial. But I'm not impartial. Um, I'll always... Buck New South Wales, and you know I don't uh, I don't win pick the score in our footy tipping uh, in state of origin because um, most of the time the other team wins the game, um, but I don't care. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm supporting the Blues. Um, I'm not going to Brisbane for the game, but I, I did go to Adelaide, uh, and I'm watching the game in Sydney. I'm, I'm really hoping it's not a dead rubber. Um, because uh, if, if, if the Blues can get up, the whole narrative uh, then changes. And, wow, uh, it's huge. Um, I mean, it, it will be deflating if they lose this game. And uh, it'll obviously have an impact on, on the crowd figures in Sydney as well. It, was, uh, it is, to, to be fair, um, the average New South Wales supporter 
is less likely to to go and watch than than the average Queensland supporter. Um, I'm not sure how many tickets they've already sold, but uh, it, it does affect. It, it, a court is a good ground when it's full. There's yeah. atmosphere, and and it only fills up a few times a year. One of them is state of origin, uh, and the other one's a grand final. Um, and and it's a great place, and, and it'll fill up uh, the uh, the women's uh, football World Cup coming up. Um, someone told me I think Australia play Ireland in the first game, which I don't know if that's sold out or not. But I, I might be interested to go and watch that. But um, yeah, so uh, when you've got eighty thousand uh, at a core, it's a great place. When you've got uh, anything less than sixty thousand, really, it it's not ideal and, and I think if New South Wales win it'll be full if they don't uh, well it, it'll be a little bit flat I think um, and then there's always the uh, you won't want to you know uh, we don't want to see a, a 3-0 score um, no. that becomes the narrative but it's not anything compared to we can actually create history do what no other Blues team have done Um and that's what I want to see. I want to see history. Definitely. And if it doesn't work out uh, tomorrow night, there's always Thursday night with the women's uh, state of origin match. Now, speaking of the pick the score, I've gone for a very exciting, and those that are following it will understand the scoreline that I've gone for. I think in the tip the pick the score competition with our tipping comp, I've gone uh, 19-10 for the New South Wales women's. Oh, uh, yes. So I'm going at now. You might think that's a bit of an odd scoreline. Why might you want to win by nine? But that's that's the goal with the um, it's 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 very similar to a, a soccer style thing where there's a home and away leg and they have the aggregate. So uh, pretty much the equation for the New South Wales women on the Sky Blues as they're known on Thursday uh, is win by nine. And claim the shield. Um, Queensland Maroons, well, even if they win by a margin, you know, less than uh, the eight-point lead they currently got now, uh, even if they, yeah, they can win but lose by a narrow margin, they still can uh, can claim the shield. I'd imagine um, you'd be looking forward to this one as well. I am. Um, I was I was a little bit disappointed uh, in game one. Uh, the the Sky Bulls. They... They did try hard, but uh, they were outplayed in that game. Um, there was, a, of course, a controversial incident where Isabel Kelly uh, was illegally uh, contacted, and the uh, the person is is out of this game, I believe, through suspension. Um, and the referee didn't stop play. The, the Blues only had 12 players and the Queensland girls scored mm. in that time. Now, the play should have been stopped. The young lady should have got at least 10 in the bin. And maybe, because uh, Isabel Kelly, she didn't play the rest of the game, maybe uh, we would have seen a different result. But in saying all of that, the better team won. But I do think uh, that uh, that was a pretty important decision 
um, that uh, certainly didn't go the way that uh, the Blues would have liked. Uh, I'm just trying to find the, the team list. Um, uh, here we are. Here we are. Team list. Um, there's a few changes for the Blues. Isabel Kelly is reported to be uh, going to yeah. take her place yeah, in the they team. Yeah, they reckon she's good to go. Yeah, so that's a bonus. Um, the back line looks... There's a change there with uh, Talia Fui-Maionu coming in, in at the six. Uh, yeah. and Jesse Southwell goes from six to seven. I think that's a good move, actually. Um, Fui-Maionu is, is quite a good attacking player who's got a little bit more pace than uh, than uh, Rachel Pearson, who who's skillful, but um, uh, I, I do think that's a that's a bonus for the Blues overall. Just looking at the forward pack, uh, we've got Apson Boyle up front, Keely Davis, Kernick, Clydesdale, uh, and Samaya Talfa's back in. She didn't play game one. I'm not quite sure whether she was injured or not. She missed game one. I think she'll make a difference. Quincy Dodds, a uh, uh, recognised number 14, who can generally come on and play hooker, but, but uh, a bit of a roving role. you got Charrington. Togatuki may have, I think she might have started the first game and Shaley Bet was there. So there's not a lot of changes there. Uh, the main change being uh, in the Pearson. halves there. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Pearson out and uh, Fui Maiono in. I think Jesse Southwell, who... Tried very hard in, in game one, made a few mistakes. Um, I think that experience will, will certainly be of benefit. And I, I think I'm hoping we, we see the best of her. Um, the Queenslanders, yeah, they've got some talent, obviously, with, with Tamika Upton at fullback. I think she's along with 5'8 uh, Taron Aitken. They're, they're their two most dangerous uh, attacking uh, players. And, and of course, you've got the uh, ever-reliable Briginshaw, who these days plays in 13. Um, but I just, I think, uh, and what I've seen, uh, I think the Blues can win this game. Um, uh, yeah. Obviously, in, in hostile territory in Townsville. But, uh, you know, if they play to their uh, ability, and, and obviously Robinson out. She's a good player, Robinson, uh, the suspended uh, lady. Mm. Um She's always she's been a mainstay of, of this team, and and for the uh, the Gillaroos as well. Um, there's there's talent in the Queensland side, and, and they they were very good in game one. It, uh, but I just think uh, the Blues can get the win. Uh, the question is, can they get the win by the required number of points? Yeah, that's um, that's the thing. They're effectively are, starting the game eight 0 down. Yeah, these yeah. are always tight affairs. You don't see. Big scores either way, um, so it's going to require something really special for the Blues to uh, to not just win the game, but win the series. Um, whoever came up with the idea of playing a two-game series was well, an idiot, basically. Um, uh, uh, there should must, have been three games. It must. Uh, the only thing I can put it down to is, for whatever reason, they don't want to fund the third game. It's, it's what it's got to come down to. I, I don't see the benefit in having two games. Like, yeah, look, it's better than one. Yeah, cool. We're heading in the right direction. But, you know, come on. We 
you know, heading in the right direction. We've been saying that for a, for a long time. Let's, you know, keep rolling. I, I think that, you know, could you imagine having, you know, in Sydney, the week of game three of the, the state of origin, having both series tied up and, yeah, look, look, you know, we're, we're massive advocates of the women's game on here and, you know, we could do a whole podcast on the, you know, the way that, the, you know, the lack of promotion and everything here and, you know, it just sort of snowballs into that. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, surely next year, surely next year. Oh, common game. sense has got to prevail, Graham. Yeah. I, I've not heard anyone come out and say why there's only two games. Yeah, I I, I I can only put it down to them not wanting to fund it, not seeing the sense. value in it. Mm. So well, it could actually make it money. Um, yeah. But anyway, it is what but, it is. Know, uh, two games is better than one, but uh, three games is uh, infinitely better than two. So definitely, anyway, so definitely be excited. Lot to be excited about there. Few changes there. Um, you know, the captain Isabel Kelly on board, as you said. Some exciting um, some changes in the halves there. I think the the battle up front is going to be amazing. Um, probably, you know, before we move on, it's definitely worth talking about Millie Boyle and her contribution to the Blues. She was massive, I thought, in that first game uh, for the Blues. I think her and, um, yeah, Joseph on the other side, that's probably a matchup that's worth looking at. But I think, um, you know, if they lay a good foundation, both Boyle and Apps for the for the Blues, um, hopefully there's a bit of bit of strike for them to get across the line. So I'm going New South Wales by nine. And uh, I'll be very excited. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that, Graham. I'll be happy yeah. for you $20 without the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the win. I don't, even want the, myself. I don't even want the 20 bucks. I'll, do you know what? I'll donate yeah. it to the NRL and say, put it towards funding <laughs> a third next game year. next year. Yeah. Ridiculous anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So, yeah, plenty to look at with State of Origin this week. But, um, yeah, it's, it's always the way with the State of Origin week. We almost lose sight of the fact that... Um, yeah, you know, mere forty-eight hours after the the big game tomorrow night, we're back into NRL uh, games. So we'll also do our two-minute tip for the uh, round seventeen preview. All right, there's the kickoff. We'll get the whistle as well. There we go, whistle and a kick um, for the round seventeen preview. Uh, Friday night's the first game, obviously with the Origin on Wednesday. Uh, they give a bit of a bit of a longer turnaround for the start of the uh, the round, so that means that we're also going to see some Sunday night footy this week. The first game of the round is going to uh, take us down to Wollongong with the Dragons hosting the Warriors. Uh, probably, you know, the team news here. There are team news uh, tidbits to go through, but keep in mind this is all you know um, subject to change given how players come through State of Origin. So. Uh, one thing we do know for the Dragons is that Jack Bird's going to be back on deck. Uh, Jack DeBellin's going to be back from a head knock. It's his 200th game, uh, so a big milestone for DeBellin. Uh, Sullivan will be in the 5'8's role uh, alongside, obviously, Ben Hunt, who will see how he comes through uh, the game. Only a 48-hour turner, so it's not usually uh, good timing. It's usually 48 hours afterwards is the... The peak in regards to any muscle soreness, but uh, 
you know, not knowing how many minutes Ben Hunt plays and the role he plays, that's all up in the air. For the Warriors, Dylan Walker coming back onto the bench. Um, Barnett out with a one-game suspension. Um... Tamari Martin still looks like he's a week or so away. I'm just no, looking at the halves still here. Still one more week. One more week. Yeah, there's still Metcalf in the halves. So I was just, I know he's not far off. So look, the Warriors have been in some good form, Griffo. They've, they're coming up against a Dragons team who, I suppose over the past couple of weeks, they have, they've had a bye the week before they played an um, understrength. Rabbitohs side, they've been a tough team to pick, and they seem to, you know, they seem to turn off on weeks whether they don't win, but they they sort of tend to push teams. I think that game, I think a couple of weeks before that against the Panthers, they were they were right in there. Oh, they're right in that game, yeah. Um, you know, their their goal at the moment, the Dragons, is just to try and keep winning and stay away from the bottom of the ladder. But they're coming up against the Warriors side, who are sitting in sixth position and really looking to entrench themselves in the top eight. Hard to see the Dragons winning. Um, mm. All the uh, the noise around Ben Haunt. Mm. Um, I'd be really surprised if he if he plays. Um, I can't see how that's going to happen. Actually, uh, even if he uh, if there wasn't all the uh, the the stuff about him wanting to get out of the joint, um, coming off an Origin game and being expected to play. You know, two days later, is a is a tough call, uh, particularly when you're playing in the half role. Uh, I just think even if he does play, Warriors still win. Um, they've been going well, and uh, they're getting back closer to full strength. The Warriors, um, Johnson's been outstanding, as has uh, Nick Coco uh, Shanstar at the back. Um, DWZ is, uh, is he's been very good. I've got to say, I'm not a fan, never have been, um, but he's got more consistency into his game and he's not making as many mistakes. Um, Metcalf's a really good player. Uh, the forwards have been really solid, and and they welcome back Dylan Walker, who's been really good for them this year. Uh, I just think uh, they're going better than the Dragons. And I think it's going to be a tough one for the Dragons. I'm going for the Warriors. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's very hard to go against the Warriors given their form at the moment. And you made a good point there. You know, I asked you about the Ben Hunt situation affecting Queensland and we had a bit of a laugh saying, no, 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 no. I'd almost think that it may have an impact on St. George and not in a sense of, you know, oh, we're hearing this in the papers as this background noise. I think the fact that they've already lost their coach, they've had a, you know, their coach sacked, and the captain wanting out of the club really demonstrates a lack of leadership there at the Dragons and some real issues there. And these are the types of games and these are the types of areas in the season where you're looking for, for that leadership and your, your leadership group to stand up and... Uh, I just I just don't see them rallying when the chips are down. And I feel like a team like the Warriors, they're the type of team that you've got to be on for the whole game against. They've been playing really well over the past, really this season. There's been the odd week here and there where you might say, okay, they're a bit off. But 
I think for me, they're the surprise packet of the season, the Warriors. And I think that they've got key players such as Sean Johnson who are doing wonderful things and playing really well. And um, yeah, I'm going to have to tip the Warriors in this one. I really like the Warriors and uh, I think they're going to continue their winning ways. All right, so the next game of the round um this will be happening at sunshine coast stadium it's a dolphins home game um in queensland but slightly away from where uh, the dolphins are usually playing around suncorp and redcliffe there but not you know um completely out of the uh out of the that uh, south queensland area uh they're taking on the Parramatta eels who are coming off a big win last week against manly uh they had um, a number of players out, so you'd imagine here for you know both sides we're going to see a lot of changes. Um, the Dolphins they've got a lot of changes. They they had a um, a big big loss. They actually got belted by the team that Para beat last week. So Dolphins had the draw week before. Manly uh, belted them. Kafusi's back from suspension. It feels like he's been suspended forever. I think it was a three-game suspension, but some uh, buys and so on in there made it feel like a bit longer. Um, he's back into the side. I'm just trying to see who he's in for here. Um, Lamelu would be the person I'd say that would have to be the one that went back to the bench. Um, yep. Sean O'Sullivan, I've noticed he's also in the reserves list. Definitely something to keep an eye on there. He was really good for them early on. And what we forget is, I think that injury he had was way back in round four. So even though we talked about how good he was, he only played about three or four games for them. So they've been without um, you know, their, their first choice half for a long time. So keep an eye on that one. If he's not back this week, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. May come back... Um, Soon, Marshall King, he's also been named. That's a big in for them. Um, Brinko Lee out. Tafare, he's in. Josh Kerr on the interchange. Um, straight he's, in, uh, you know, speaking of releases from, red from and the white Dragons. To red and white, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he needs, uh, Ben Hunt's probably giving him a call, so how'd you do it, brother? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's come straight in. Um after his release from the Dragons. So, look, yeah, uh, they've also got um, McGrady. He's also making his debut on the wing. Uh, there's a bit of talk about Braden McGrady. I think he's scored uh, 10 tries in 11 games in reserve grade this year. So, right. um, definitely one to, to look at. So, a lot of sure changes he for the played, Dolphins. Uh, played lower grades at the Panthers a few years ago. Is that true? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. I didn't see much of him, but I think uh, maybe him and either his brother or one of his cousins. Uh, they they didn't make it into first grade, but um, played some some lower grades, maybe some uh, flag. Two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So. Yeah, all right. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Then obviously uh, knows how to find the line. Um, they'll be hoping they find the line, but they're coming up against the Eels, who have definitely been able to find the line in the last couple of weeks. Um, Sean Lane's on the reserves this week. Um, keep an eye on him. You'd think that uh, if he's not there this week, he wouldn't be too far off after that hamstring injury. Um, 
a lot of question marks though over how their players get through Origin. The big ones, obviously, Mitchell Moses. They've got Junior Barlow also backing up. Um, so, look, the, the changes there, they, they've got a few players on backup as a just-in-case. Uh, it was an interesting thing last week. We talked about Parramatta Eels. We talked about the fact that they had a totally different halves combination. Madison played in the halves. Uh, it, assuming that they've got... Bolo and Moses back on deck, you'd have to you'd have to think that there's a lot of confidence for the Parramatta side going into this game. Absolutely. Um, this is a team on the up. Uh, the, the Dolphins, to me, are a team on the down. And um, I just think Parra would be too strong. Um, I was in... I saw bits and pieces of the game last week where they they really did a job on Manley, even without uh, Mitch Moses and uh, and Junior Baolo. And, of course, Brown has been out for, for a few weeks. So Arcee's stepped up. Um, Arcee's classy, you could say. Um, uh, I just think they'll be too good, Parramatta. They're in form. And I, when I last looked at the ladder, I might be wrong, but I think they had the second best differential. Um, I might be wrong on that. Maybe the Broncos are better. Uh, but uh, the Broncos, no, uh, Broncos are plus 93. The Parramatta yeah, Eels right. are They're plus 104. Um, yeah, so they do. They've yeah, been thumping things when they Pen- win. Uh, yeah, so Penrith's uh, 167. It's, it's, it's massive compared to the other teams. The Broncos have only lost four games. They've won 11, so they're, they're mostly narrow wins. Um, but don't matter. You get the two points. Um, but that's something that's uh, going to really work for Parramatta in this tight competition on the points table. Because mm. when they get level with uh, pretty much any other side on points, uh, you know, they will be ahead of them. And and if that's how it is after 27 rounds, they might find themselves in the top four, uh, which seemed very unlikely um, after losing their first four games. So they're in a a good position, the Eels. um, And I just think uh, they're going to improve on that plus 104. And I, I dare say they might improve quite significantly. Yeah, definitely. And and just to, to build on that too there when we're breaking down their for and against, um, Parramatta, I'm just looking at it here, they've scored more points than any other team in the competition. they got the best four column at 392. So that's right. very that's very interesting. So that just highlights your point that they, they, they can score a lot of points. I think the next team behind them is... South, South of 382. So, yeah, they score a lot of points. Um, it's a, it's a, it's one of those things where with Parramatta, they had that tough start to the season, but they've just been chipping away. And I think we're just going to find over the next few weeks that they're going to be that team that just, they're just going to win the games that you'd expect them to win. You're going to start tipping them. And then before you know it, they're going to be well entrenched in the top eight. I mean, they've got, after the Dolphins, they've got a bye, so it's a you know it's a good game to win this week heading 
you know, into a bye. Um, and then there's a really good game they've got against the Warriors, but, you know, they've, they've got some... Yeah, they've still got two buys left as well. They've only had one buy, so, you know, keep yep. that in mind and factor that in. Uh, but, you know, coming to this game, I think it's one of those situations where, yeah, you, you, I know it sounds very simplistic, but the Eels are on the increase, the Dolphins are on the decrease. Like The, the Eels are pushing up, Dolphins are on the slide. Uh, if Especially if everyone gets through Origin unscathed, I think the Eels have the potential to put a bit of a score on, on the Dolphins, so... I'm very keen on Parramatta this week. Uh, Para for me, uh, and I think they can win well, all depending on um, yeah, players getting through Origin unscathed. Okay, the next round, 17 matchup will uh, be on Saturday at 5.30. This will be at Penrith. The Panthers taking on the Knights. Um, for the Penrith Panthers... Uh, you mentioned before Moses Leota. He, he should be back this week, so that pushes Eisenhuth out of the side. Um, Sorensen and Martin have been named in the back row. Um, be interesting to see what happens with um, Martin there. Um, we're expecting him to play Origin, but obviously there'll, there'll be a bit of caution considering his, um, his recent head knock and so on and so forth with that. But... Yeah, the other players there, your To'o, your Luai, your Crichton, they're all named and uh, expected to play. For the Knights, um, Saifidi's back in the side. Um, Greg Mars, who he's back in the side. We talked about him last week uh, missing the bus, so they, they hopefully he doesn't miss the bus to Penrith this week from uh, Newcastle. Uh, Frizzell, he's their only player I think that's going to be playing Origin so uh, they'll be keeping an eye on him backing up um, Dylan Lucas keeping his spot in the side with Fitzgibbon uh, failing the HIA in round uh, 16 bit of a tricky one here for the, the Panthers Griffo they are at home at Blue Bet Stadium um, most given weeks if the Panthers are playing the Knights you'd be pretty keen on the Panthers um Still no Nathan Cleary. Jack Cogger, I thought, did a good job last week. Um, and he deserved a lot of praise coming out of uh, the loss, the narrow loss, albeit, to the to the Cowboys. Just wondering, especially from a Penrith fan's point of view, how you see this one and, and whether it, the talk around, um, you know, the fans out there at Penrith, whether it's a bit of a danger game for the Panthers. Oh, yeah, it's a danger game, all right. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with... Uh with the Origin players. Uh, hopefully they'll come through unscathed and, and can take their place on Saturday night. Um, this is, I, th- I think it's a must-win game for Penrith. Uh, they're, they're in a good position on the ladder, but they dropped those points last week against the Cowboys. Um, and uh, the teams around them, uh, some of them haven't had the two buys yet. So they could... Uh, they could drop spots on the ladder if they drop a game like this. Newcastle have been going close over the last few weeks against some good sides. Um, they made a lot of breaks in that game last week against the Roosters. I only really saw the second half, uh, and the Roosters didn't score in the second half. The Knights just couldn't finish off what they were uh, setting up. They made a lot of breaks, as I said, but just couldn't finish them off. Um, I'm hoping the Panthers' defence will uh, be better than 
what the Roosters were able to do in that uh, period. But I think the Knights only might have scored one or two, two at most tries in the second half. So they couldn't get the points at home. Uh, Caelan Ponger, he worries me. Uh, he's getting really uh, back to his uh, very, very good form. Um, Greg Marju, as we know, uh, he's, uh, he's back in the team. Um, after uh, missing the bus, um, you can only assume he had a very good excuse. Uh, and I wish, uh, I wish I could miss some buses. Um, but anyway. Uh, uh, no night and a headache. I not have been yeah. excuse. <laughs> um, yeah, look, interesting, Zach Hosking uh, is not in the 17 mm. now. Um, he was a mainstay for most of the season. Sorensen's been very good, and, and Liam Martin has missed a lot of games, and hopefully he'll be there, as you talked about. Uh, I'm going to tip Penrith. I don't expect it's going to be a big win, irrespective of whether all the Origin guys come back or not. I think in the earlier game this year, it went to a golden point. Yeah, one point uh, with Nathan with Cleary kicking a field goal before the Knights had an opportunity to get the ball in golden point. Uh, and the Knights, you know, felt would, would have felt a little bit aggrieved that day. But uh, uh, it's it's just too important. Penrith have to win this game, uh, so I'm going to go with them, Graham. Yeah, it's a big game for them. Um, I I actually like I'm pretty confident on Penrith here. I mentioned that it is a bit of a danger game given the fact that coming off origin, there's all sorts of implications here where, you know, you, you don't know what's going to happen with Crichton, To'o, Martin, uh, Yo. Uh, there's a lot of players involved in origin here. But you, you also mentioned, like, there's some really good players that when Penrith have all hands on deck, just have to miss out because you can't include them all. Um you know, players like Zach Hosking, I think it just shows how much talent is in this side. And I think the key for Penrith is building towards the finals. They're going to be there or thereabout. If they've got all hands on deck going into, you know, the, the mid-20s in regards to the rounds and heading into the finals, they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, I, I think it shows that they've got some good systems in place. Um and I think that having the likes of, say, Jerome Luai back this week is just going to help out, you know, a player like Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards every week tries his heart out. There was a part of me watching him last week thinking that, you know, the, you know we talked about Tedesco over playing his hand, but I think it was just a case of Dylan Edwards just trying so hard, getting involved in everything. And that last week, there was just so much of fatigue factor. Um yep. They were just absolutely buggered by the end of it, and it was the, that was a really big indicator. And I'm, I'm just hoping that you know the players that play Origin coming out of it um, that that doesn't uh, play an impact. I think having a longer turnaround, you know, eight days from the last game, if they had a shorter turnaround, I'd, I might think that last week would influence. But I think the Panthers at home with some of their big stars on deck. And as I said, I actually thought Cogger did a really good job last week. He I did. Thought, I thought given his job, given the role you're coming into, you're filling the biggest shoes in the NRL, uh, did a great job. I'm, I'm really keen on Penrith this week. I think that uh, they'll get the win, but I think we'll see some, um, some fine moments from the Newcastle Knights throughout the game that uh, might test them. 
Saturday night, 7.30. Uh, the Storm hosting the Sea Eagles. Uh, traditionally spicy affairs between the uh, the Melbourne side and the Manly side. This one's going to be a Melbourne home game at Amy Park. Um, yet again, we've got uh, some implications here with Origin, but Justin Olam, he's back in the Storm side. Um Tom Eisenhuth starting in the front row this week. I noticed that Tom's there in number eight, mm. so that's a um, great feather in his cap. Yeah, Tom Eisenhuth and Christian Welsh are starting props. Um, so Welsh back from a one-game suspension. Um, Big Nelson playing in the um, in the second row. So very interesting there to have Eisenhuth up front, Nelson in the second row. Um, Munster, Coates and Grant all named so it'll be interesting to see if they back up um, interestingly the uh, Seagulls have decided to name Tom Trebojevic on the reserves don't know if that's an indication of whether or not they're looking to rest him or whether they just said look we'll just name him there and and see what happens after the game but he's jersey number 22 so we'll preview the game based on the fact that he may be missing for the Seagulls and rested, I suppose. Um, given the fact that Daly Cherry Evans is named at number seven, you'd think that might be the case. Uh, if there are any issues with Cherry Evans, you'd imagine Jake Arthur might be the player to come in. Um, and I think we've got the yeah, Condons on the bench this week. Yeah, the so protection we've got, there on uh, the bench. Yeah, we've got... Uh, We've got some Woods and some Condon there on the bench. Uh, yep. So <laughs> there's definitely uh, some couple of Oli as well. Um, I, but I no think... come Tong. Chan, come no. Gordon. No Gordon. I don't know what's Chan happening with Tong. Gordon this week. We've got um, Vegas there. So yeah. he's on the reserves. Yeah. Mike Tyson there in the 21. Yep. And um... yeah. <laughs> If he gets so, a start again, you have a look at him. I reckon he's a dead ringer for, without Mike the tattoo. Tyson, without the face yeah. tattoo. Yeah, without the tiger, perhaps. But uh, but yeah, I, I think he's uh, you know if he puts the gloves on, watch out. Um, Storm at home, assuming all their big guns are on deck, given the manly form. Uh, I don't want to you know skew the way this conversation goes, but. I'd, I'd be pretty confident a lot of people in their tipping comps this week, Griffo, will be tipping the storm. Well, I'm one of them. Um, but what do I know? Uh, the storm have had some games where they've absolutely uh, been on fire, but they've also had some games where they were dreadful. Um, their ladder position is very good. I think uh, I think they're fourth, maybe. They're up that way. They're up. If they're not in the four, then they're, they're very close. Uh, and I think they'll be too good for a, a manly yeah, side who's been even third. more inconsistent. Um, so, manly at their best, again, they've, they've, they've won some games by massive margins, but uh, they've lost more games. Um I expect if Turbo comes through with a clean bill of health, he'll make his way into the side because yeah. it's got to be there. Um, it's too big a game it, not to have him there. Yeah, well, I you know it's it just it will come down to his his level of health, um, and they yeah they may be reluctant to uh, play him 
given his uh, his track record. Um, but I guess that that's up to the the manly um, physio and doctor and whatnot. Either way, I think uh, I do still think that the storm will prevail. Um, again, there's a bit of a um, a contingency that uh, their origin guys, in, in particular Cameron Munster and Harry Grant, uh, come through with a clean bill of health from origin. But uh, we saw them without the origin players uh, look uh, look pretty slick last week. Um, Nick Meaney continues to do some good things. Uh, Will Warbrick, I think he got four tries. He uh, It took him a little bit of time, maybe more time than what I expected to come through. But uh, he looks like he's he's going to be on the, the wing for the storm for, for some years to come. Um, yeah, but, you know, if Monster and Harry Grant are there, uh, they win. Um, and uh, it might just dictate maybe how much they win by. But it's mm. storm for me, Graham. Yeah, I'm, I'm tipping the storm. Um... Like I said, the, the, both teams, it's, they've, they've got similarities throughout the season. They've been weak. I mean, there was that week against the Cowboys where I think I had the storm as my, my margin and they got belted. Yeah. Um, it just, you know, it, both teams have have an off week in them where they might concede some points. But I think the, the storm, uh, I, I think that might have been a bit of a turnaround, that Cowboys game. I think they've got that uh, that mentality that, you know, we're at round 17, we're getting through that origin period, we're heading towards the, the pointy end of the season. They're the type of team that peaks at the right time of year. And the Seagulls, just at times, they just look a bit bit tired, a little bit off the boil, to use one of Shano's, um, you know, carpool rugby league terms. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think given, given the fact that we're expecting... All hands on deck. Melbourne's a really tough road trip. And, um, yeah, we know there's a lot of points in this Storm team. Um, also, too, Justin Olam in the side. I think uh, I think, I think he's a massive uh, massive player for, for them. And even in, you know, that he hasn't been there for, for a week or two. And, you know, putting him back into this side, I think, only strengthens their team. So I'm going to go the Storm this one. I'm... I'm thinking that they'll do really well uh, down at home. Actually, side note, I think we've got a big game next week. Just mentioning, you know, we've talked about Penrith and we've talked about the Storm. I think they play each other next week at um, Melbourne. I actually think they're playing that one at the... Um, they're not playing that one at Amy Park. I know I'm going on really? a tangent here. I think this one's actually... You know the, uh, the stadium at Docklands? Is it the Marvel yeah. Stadium? Do they still yeah. host it? I think yeah, I think Melbourne's playing Penrith over at Marvel Stadium next week. From okay. uh, from memory, I remember a bit of talk about that being the Friday night game next week. So, is that something to do with the ladies' World Cup for the for the soccer? I wonder. Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't no. think the World Cup starts until the World Cup for it's the ladies until uh, till yeah. July. But yeah. I know. Don't know if they're looking at making a big hullabaloo. blue. I'll uh, I'll look yeah, into it. Obviously, uh, I think maybe that's got something to do with it because uh, yeah, we are. You know, that round will be getting, I guess, uh, into July. 
actually that round. Um, yeah, because this this Storm Manly game is on Saturday, the twenty fourth of June. So uh, you know, a week later, and we're into July. Anyway, um, yeah, big game. Anyway, next week we'll big game. We'll look It'll at be, that, but that's um, next week. Yeah, but yeah, I have to keep an eye because I didn't think the Women's World Cup started till late July, but I don't want to. Don't quote me on that. Okay, I won't quote you. <laughs> Maybe I should do my research for I bring up things. Well, <laughs> anyway. you've, you've provided information I didn't even know. So. Yeah, so you know, it'd be interesting to see the crowd they get there. I don't know if they're just trying to make a big hullabaloo, but it's a it's a big game with uh, two heavyweights next week. So all the more important for both of those teams this week to to put in good performances, getting run through and you know, knowing that that game's there in the back of your mind, you, you never know where that influences players backing up and so on and so forth. Uh, another two teams that we've mentioned are impacted by origin will play against each other on Sunday at Suncorp Stadium. The Broncos will host the Titans. Um, the Broncos, they've got Kurt Capewell looking as though he's out for a for a few weeks, so um, yeah, he's, he's the main out for them. Um, they're, they're another team here, obviously, that are uh, relying on their origin players to come through. Probably the most interesting thing when I went through the teams this afternoon, I noticed that Cobo's been named. Yeah, so I just saw that myself. Yeah. That, that, to me, I thought was very interesting. I mean, he's got that hit pointer problem, so you know, I don't know if they're naming him and as a just-in-case, but it'd be a very interesting thing if he plays, given that he ruled out of origin on Wednesday, but good to go on Sunday. Um, yeah, it may very well be they need an extra couple of days, who knows, but obviously they're also relying on uh, Payne Haas, Pat Carrigan, Tom Flegler, Reese Walsh uh, to come through that game. Uh, for the Titans, um, Kieran Foran back at 5'8", Jaden Campbell... We'll go to the interchange. Um, AJ Brimson obviously holding on to that uh, that fullback spot. So their spine's starting to look, you know, the Brimson, Foran, Boyd, Verrills, and then Campbell coming off the bench. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, they've got, they've got all their players sort of there or thereabouts at the moment. Um, for Fita... Uh, he's named in the side this week. He actually, he missed, uh, is that, yeah, he missed, would have been round 15 with the, with a concussion. So look, um, you know, big Tino, Fodawaka named to back up. Um, Brimson, we know is in the squad. I mentioned him. He's the 18th man in the squad. So you'd imagine he'd just warm up with the Queensland side all by barring an injury and be good to go here. Um, yeah, yet again, another one, Griffo, we've just got to sort of go off assuming that all players are in, um, all players are in, the Brisbane Broncos are top of the table, um, Titans on the edge of the eight, could argue it's a big game for both teams, because Titans fighting for that top eight spot, and Brisbane looking to stay out in front through a crucial origin period. Yeah, um, big brother v little brother here. Um, you know, sometimes the Titans have been able to upset their more high-profile opponents. Uh, and on paper, they, they should uh, put up a good fight. Um, I can't tip them, though. 
uh, I, I'm still off them, even though they did win a game somewhere when I was off them. But uh, the Broncos are they're a top four. They're, they're a premiership chance. The Titans on any given day are a chance of winning, uh, but there's just no consistency about what they do, even within the same game. Often, um, I'm, I'm tipping Broncos. Uh, I think it's probably going to be a, a high score and a fair. Both teams uh, can attack with, uh, with with some great play. Um, the the difference is, I think the Broncos can defend a little better than what the Titans can, uh, yeah. and for that reason, uh, largely is why I'm going Broncos, and uh, I think they continue their winning ways and stay at the top of the table. Yeah, it, it, and, and we know with the Titans, you, you make a good point, even though they've got some points in them, they just they fall away from games. We've talked a lot about their, um, their second-half performances. Uh, I think the last game... They played would have been the Tigers win. Yeah, would have been the Tigers win. So twenty eight twelve, I think they got up in that one. But um, against the quality teams, they just really struggled to put in eighty minute performances. And against a team like Brisbane, I think you've got to really be on for the whole game. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Both teams are going to score a lot of points, but I think Brisbane have the potential to to defend a lot better and keep them out. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Brisbane in in this one uh, to continue their winning ways and, um, yeah, continue for me to be the surprise packet of this year's NRL and the biggest improver. The second game on Sunday, the 4.05 kickoff, which has become the uh, the match of the day, the, the Channel 9-focused game. We'll see the South Sydney Rabbitohs host the North Queensland Cowboys in Sydney. Uh, big sigh of relief from a Rabbitohs fan here to say thank God the game's in Sydney after Griffo pointed out the record earlier of the Cowboys on the road. Uh, we know that they have struggled. But this is another game yet again. I know I've been saying it over and over. There are um, players that uh, will be backing up from the New South Wales Blues team and the Queensland Maroons team one of those players will not be Latrell Mitchell he's not playing for New South Wales he has not been named and this is a big concern and something we might talk about in our preview because a minor calf strain that was supposed to be a one to two week has now been Latrell out for for a month Um, but keep in mind they do welcome back Cody Walker who missed their last game with a quad strain Uh, Tom Burgess is set to make his return. That's a massive in after being out for an extended period. Uh, Cartwright's coming into the starting side. Uh, Jacob Host is uh, moving back to the reserves, so he's out of the 17. Mawali is back into first grade after playing his, um, well, he played reserve grade last week. This will be his first first game since round nine. And obviously, they'll be hoping that Cook and Murray get through the uh, Origin unscathed. The Cowboys have named their Queensland Origin players and New South Wales Origin players, I should say, with Robson there as well. Um, All five of them are on the reserves list, but I'd expect if they're... um, you know, if they're fit, they'll travel down to Sydney and play. So that's obviously Robson and I 
Holmes, Cotter, Tulangi. Um, yeah, I think it's just keep an eye on on them. Um, the other the other thing, Griffo, um, the balloon has been popped. He's got a facial fracture, so that's a big that's mm. a that's a big injury for him. Um, former Robert Gajeski is coming bad luck, the bench. Uh, the balloon. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. You know, it's. You can't be flying high all the time, even if you are a balloon force no. helium. But, um, yeah, it has been some bad luck, I know. Um, but, uh, you know, it, another player that's that's come back recently for them, we didn't really talk about, Jason Taumalolo. Um, he was another player in that Penrith game that was uh, working hard in the middle. Cowboys coming off that win without their origin players. The Rabbitohs, though, they're going through a bit of an interesting period. They had the bye last week, but... Prior to that, they've had a few, few games that. Um, how do I put it? We 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 basically circled this period of the the competition for the Rabbitohs and said, this is where the draw becomes easier and they should get some wins. But they've actually um, had more losses through this period, uh, going down to the likes of the the Raiders, Eels, and and even the Dragons. How do you see the Cowboys' chances on the road uh, coming down and playing South Sydney in Sydney? Uh, not as good as if they were playing South Sydney and Townsville. Um, I, I don't think they're going to beat South Sydney, um, but I, I'm not ruling them out. Uh, nah. They've they've got quite a good side on, on paper, um, particularly even with the loss of uh, the Bloom, which is significant. Um, the guy who comes in played really well uh, last week. Finafuiaki, um, he's uh, uh, he's a talented young man, and they're expecting he's quite he is quite young. So I think might be his first start in um, thirteen. I might be wrong on that, but uh, I do think they're going to pose some problems for the Rabbitohs uh, with the likes of Deard and Drinkwater, as we talked about. They did some really good stuff in. Uh, in the previous game, um, is Valentine Holmes? Yes, yes. On the, okay, yeah, so the Origin players on extended bench. Okay, so reality is that when I look through their squad there, and I thought, well, yeah, it's, it's good forward pack. Some question marks on on some in the backs, but I think they will be strengthened. I, I would do expect some of those Origin guys will come in and, and pose an even greater threat to South Sydney. Um, Still no Luttrell. Uh, yeah, if Luttrell... Well, I can't deal in ifs. Uh, I'm going yeah. to tip South, but I, I do actually... The more I think about it, the more I think that the Cowboys can really threaten. Um, and they'll certainly want to address their, their very poor away form. And uh, what better way to do it than uh, with one of the Premiership heavyweights in South Sydney. But I'm... I'm going to stick with the home team, Graham. Yeah, this is one of those games where... That was good timing, Griff. Hey, well done. Um, no, I'm, I'm getting better. You're getting good at timing. <laughs> the, um, this is one of those games where I feel as though... Uh, look, everyone's going to tip South Sydney. They're going to expect South Sydney to win this. And the ones that are going to worry about this the most are going to be the Rabbitohs fans because there's going to be that feeling of unease and knowing that 
the Cowboys do have some really strong danger players like a Scott Drinkwater we talked about um, earlier on in the podcast. Players like you know him, even even you know basically through their spine, um, that the, they've been playing well. And, and last week also too, Jake Granville going back into number nine. He's there again this week. You know we, that's all ifs and buts. Probably, I know yeah. with the. You know, with the Origin team, I'm just going off what's on paper in front of me. Um, I'd imagine Robson to be there, but who knows? Anyway, basically, the point I'm making is my concern is that this team's got points in them. We know the Rabbitohs have points in them, but the, the Rabbitohs in recent times over the past month, they've been leaking a lot of points. Um, if we look at their last four games... Uh, they conceded 36 against the Dragons, 28 against the Titans, 33 against the Raiders, and 36 against the Eels. So, you know, they're, they're, they're on average conceding more than 30 points a game over the past month. That's a major concern for a team that um, you know, is in the top four and is trying to push as premiership favourites. Coming up against it. A team like the Cowboys, who, if all hands are on deck, they've got to contend with the likes of, you know, Talungi, Holmes, um, you know, Reese Robson out of dummy half, linking up with the likes of their, their halves and, and drink water coming into into play. I I think that the, the middle's going to be massive for them. Um, I'm tipping South Sydney, obviously, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I am really concerned about this one. I actually think that um, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan, you should be fairly confident with this one because I actually feel that if this game was in Townsville, uh, given what we've seen in the last few weeks, a lot of people would be tempted to tip the Cowboys. But um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that, I'm hoping, hoping that this is the week that South Sydney show that that they're a top four side and, and that they can win the games that they're expected to win because they haven't been doing so recently. Um, the final game of the round, uh, Sunday evening, 6.15 at Allianz Stadium. The Roosters hosting the Raiders. Um, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, I think this could be a real contender for game of the week. Um, Luke Keary, this is one to keep an eye on because all the talk when he went off the other day, the was that he had fractured his jaw. Um, but they're saying now he's been cleared. Uh, he will wear the number six this week. Look, they've also got, assuming all the Origin players, the shuffle happening to, to fit everyone back in. So we know Manu was at fullback last week. He's coming back into the center with Tedesco coming in. That would mean Allen... Uh, is out of the squad. Uh, Radley's back from suspension at lock. Collins looking to back up from origin duty. Um, last week, Tupanua he he copped a uh, he copped a cork. Yeah, he's there number twelve. So I just want to make sure he was there. So he's been named to play. Uh, so look, they're expecting their origin players to play and uh, and slot back into the side there for the Raiders. Um, they had the bye last week. They played the Warriors the week before, and they've got the same 17 that uh, played in that game. And obviously the player to watch there is Hudson Young backing up from Origin 2. 
Very intriguing game here, Griffo. Um, Roosters at home, Raiders on the road. Um, Raiders looking to hold their spot in the eight. Roosters trying to break in. Very different roles to what we're uh, used to seeing in uh, recent years from both of these teams. Yeah, I, I can't see both these teams being in the eight. Um, it could this, be an early top crucial. eight eliminator. Uh, in, in many ways, it, it, it is. Um, the Raiders are currently in there. The Roosters are on the outer. But uh, they did get that win last week, which was really important against the Knights. Um, albeit, you know, a narrow win, but it's still they got the points. Um, I don't, you know, I look at this Roosters team and, yeah, they got a few wins, uh, most notably... Victor Radley, um, Kiri not having a broken jaw is, is a big plus uh, for these guys. Um, uh, they are the home team. I am going to tip the Roosters, but not with a great amount of confidence because they just haven't played. Even most of their wins this year, they've, they've just sort of got over the top of teams like the Bulldogs and the Knights marginally. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I, I had them as minor premiers. Yeah, um, I did too. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do think uh, in many ways this is a uh, almost a, the winner of this, you know, may go on and make the top eight. The loser... Um, I don't think will because as I said, I can't see room for both of these teams in the top eight. It might not pan out my way as well, my prediction, um, and and also realistically they they could both miss out on the top eight. But I think if the Raiders yeah. can win this one with uh, a draw, as you mentioned previously, that is is not quite as uh, daunting as as some of the other sides. Yeah, that, that that could springboard them in into uh, the eight, uh, but I'm going to tip Roosters, Graham. Yeah, because the Roosters have a bit of a tough run. Um, st- still to come, this is a very very tough game to pick. Um, I don't know if how do I put it. I don't know if it's fair to say I'm sick of it, but the amount of times that I've said on this podcast that I'm tipping the Roosters this week because. They need to come good, and I'm expecting them to come good. I'm, it's getting a bit late in the season. But guess what? I'm tipping the Roosters, and I think this is the week they have to come yeah. good. It's a bit like well, they, that, isn't it? You know, They, they did They did win last uh, last time round, so uh, again, over the Knights. So, uh, yeah. They uh, did. I don't know how much that is to crow about, uh, with all due respect to the Knights, but... Um, yeah, the other thing, in all fairness, too, to the Roosters, um, they have had some, you know, they have had some impacts regarding their their personnel throughout the season and injuries well, and players no in doubt. and out suspensions as well. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking at the side this week and I'm imagining that you know if the 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 one to seventeen play, I I, I think it's a good side on paper, but. One thing that you know you don't have on paper is is the heart and determination that the the Raiders have shown, and I, I really enjoy 
watching the Raiders and the fact that they, they stick in there. And even, you know, the games they don't win, um, they're, they're there or thereabouts this year. There's just a different resilience about the Raiders this year. I think it's going to be a tough one. I'm going the Roosters in a close one here. Um, yeah, yeah, the Roosters to, to win this, and as you said, it could be an early indicator as to who out of these two teams can uh, get in the eight. All right, that's round 17. Um, previewed, that's all the, the games there. So uh, plenty to look forward to this week. Um, the... By this week, uh, we've got the Dogs, Sharks, and Tigers this week all getting a buy. So, um, look, especially the Dogs and the... Well, look, I'll tell you what, all three teams are probably pretty happy to have the, the uncontested two points this week, um, given the fact that the Sharks are looking to stay in touch with the top four, and the Bulldogs and Tigers are the two bottom teams on the ladder. I'm just looking at this now. Um... Yeah, they'll take the Bulldogs possibly off the ahead of the Dragons. Yeah, big game all of a sudden for the Dragons because depending on how their game goes, they could very well find themselves back in the last spot, albeit, you know, um, dependent on for and against. So, yeah, a lot to play for them on Friday night, but um, a lot of footy. Origin, men's, women's, and... A really key round of NRL. Don't forget the the key matches this week, I think, because I think this time next week we're going to be talking a lot about um, about the fallout from uh, from this round and how it's really starting to shape the uh, the composition of the top eight and the importance of the of the run home. I think we can start to talk about the run home very soon. We will be uh, once the origin finishes. Uh, then we're into the run home. And, um, yeah, anything can happen given the the closeness of, of the ladder. Um, the Broncos twenty four points already, um, with two buys up their sleeve. Uh, they've almost got enough points when you add the buys on to to have them in the eight. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Penrith, a, a few wins less than the Broncos. Um, likewise, the Storm, both uh, the Panthers and the Storm have had two buys. They're, they're nine and five. Rabbitohs are on 20 with nine and six with just the one buy. So oh, it's a big advantage for the Rabbitohs having that uh, that that extra buy up their sleeve. Um, and then you got the Sharks there. And they've got this will be their last buy this round. Um, mm. Yeah, that's. Uh, Titans already stretch. had three. This they've already had their three. This is the yeah. craziness of the competition that's draw. Bizarre, isn't it? Um, yeah, so they're in ninth, but it's it's somewhat inflated by the fact that they've mm. had three buys because they've actually lost the, more games than they've won. So um, they've actually. Yeah, the the Cowboys down in thirteenth have won more games than them. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. There's there's a number of teams. Well, every team, really, apart from the Broncos, has um, you know had a number of losses. Uh, even even Penrith, five losses. Uh, yeah. 
the, the biggest of them being four points. Hence, crazy, they're, they're very good uh, for and against. And yeah, um, Gee, they don't let in many points, do they? No, I, I was a little bit worried during the game last week when the Cowboys um, they got a couple of tries early on. I thought, you know, I, I don't want to see a blowout here, and uh, uh, you know, and it turned out Penrith you got in front themselves, but couldn't couldn't win the game, but. Uh, that's the big uh, plus for the Panthers is that they they never give up um, and uh, they're always in their close thereabouts. In the last few years, we know that they've had a much better winning percentage than what they've got in, in 2023. Um, but uh, they, they, if they keep getting the two points, then they'll be in the top four because of that very good uh, differential that they've, mm. uh, they've amassed to this point in time. But it's crucial they beat the Knights this week. Now, there are some... Uh, well, I mean, every round we say the same thing, basically. Um, yeah, things can change uh, quite dramatically. If you can... Like Power, I think they've put maybe four wins to on the trot, something like that. Um, and they've they've gone from being almost in the bottom four to, to finding their way in the eight. Um, so any of those teams below the green line on the ladder, if you can string wins together, you, you, you tend to go up reasonably quickly, particularly if you've got a good mm. differential. And, and Parramatta too, as I said, this week, um, play the Dolphins and then have the bye next week. So, you know, yeah. win this week, you know. Yeah. I, I think I'm locking huge. in the heels for my... Uh, joker this week yeah i'm just looking at the draw now thinking about that i'm i I think you might be on the money there i feel like i should go someone different just so there's a point of difference but that always buggers me up i I think i think (laughs) playing catch-ups i know i was playing catch-up with my tips last week and then i got five you know i don't i need like you know just to, to pick a warriors or someone but um yeah, I think I like Parramatta. I'm almost. Do you know what? I'm not. Nah, I'm. I'm gonna throw my eggs in the storm basket. Storm. Yep. I've said yeah. that before, and it's buggered me up. But I, I think. Well, that's uh, true. But uh, <laughs> generally speaking, it's not the case. Generally, I know. I think the storm. With the storm, you, you you end up going yeah. okay. I'll go the storm. I think for my biggest margin this week. Uh, other contenders. Look, I'll be honest with you. I think Brisbane have the potential to put a score on the Titans. Yeah, the only thing stopping certainly. me there is, is the Titans. Um, they just have this knack of scoring a lot of points and then turning the shit in the second half. So Graham, they they could score twenty six points and still <laughs> lose the game. Twenty four, you know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's totally true. We're laughing, but I mean, look at you know they scored twenty eight and lost to South. They scored. 18 and lost to the Dogs. They scored 26 and lost to the Knights. You know, they've, they've had games this year. Like, 26 is their magic number. I think they lost 26-28 to the Dolphins, 26-43 to the Broncos. There's There's been a lot of times this year where they've scored quite a yeah. few points and still gone down. So, you know, yes, they can score points, but they, they know how to let them in. But should be a belter of a round. Origin tomorrow. Women's Origin on Thursday, 
NRL this week. What a time to be alive. Oh, it's a great time if you're a rugby league fan. And uh, and I dare say anyone who's listening to this right <laughs> at the moment is a rugby league fan. If you got this far, you're a fanatic. We want to thank you for being a part of it. And, Absolutely. Um, we really appreciate you guys being on board. Um, enjoy Origin. Enjoy the weekend of footy. And um, we look forward to having your company next week. Thanks again, listeners. Go the Blues.